Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Feslian, FeslianStudios.com. Welcome to Channeling Christ. I'm Reva Christ, and we are on Season 2, Episode 4, Our COVID World. In this episode, Ascended Master, Theologian, Doctor of Psychic Science, and Spiritual Physician, Mercy Heavens, joins me for a discussion on COVID-19. Welcome, Mercy. Thank you, Reva. It's good to be here. I'm glad we're taking this time to clear up a lot of the misinformation and misconceptions concerning COVID-19, especially the misconceptions concerning where it came from, how it spreads, and how world governments and scientists are handling the situation to suit the needs of the economy rather than serving the health and well-being of the natural world, which would improve the health and well-being of all natural life forms on the planet. Today, the government is relying on their own distortions of reality based on human profit and gain. They're doing this to cloud the people's better judgment so the people are now confused over any issue that concerns their health, well-being, and the security of their livelihoods. People have every right to be fearful for their livelihoods, as every job is connected to the human activity that keeps the environment toxic. And it's the toxic environment caused by human activity that also causes the plague. Well, see, that's the thing. The government is telling them that they're going to shut down. Remember, this is the beginning of the COVID-19. As the government tells them that they're going to shut down, they're going to lose their jobs. That means how are they going to pay their rent? How are they going to get their food how are they going to support themselves and their families? Mm-hmm. This is this is a panic to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, of course it is, because they were all duped into the system in the first place. They were born into this system that man set up. The government has no intention of solving the problem. The government is working around the problem by authorizing the release of toxic vaccines to counteract the toxic plague caused by the toxins in the environment caused by human activity. Governments and industries are all laying together in a toxic bed of toxic plans to reap the wealth of the toxic world they invented. These are the proverbial masters that have programmed your lives and your minds so that you would serve the economy. You have been programmed since you were born, and if you pull back and think about this, you will see the truth, for the truth is written all over your lives. Your first masters were your parents, and you served your parents. Your second masters were your teachers, and you served your teachers. Your third master is your employer, and you served your employer, and the government that you pay taxes to, the government that rules over all businesses. You are an indentured slave to these things, yet you do not know this because you believe you are free. But your only freedom in any of this is your freedom to choose which industry master you will serve. There is no freedom. Even your personal lives are not free. You are programmed to procreate, 
There are government-funded fertility centers to help you procreate, and you are programmed to procreate to bring more slaves into the world so the industry masters and the government never have a shortage of workers of taxpayers. What do you get out of this? Only your programming that comes from the media that is fueled by the master's propaganda that you believe in, lock, stock, and barrel. All of the media's offerings, from commercials to movies to television to news and sports, all of it promotes wealth, success, and procreation in service to the economy. Even the religious industries are businesses looking for your money. Only part of the money you contribute to a religion goes to charitable works. The rest covers that religious business and their expenses. And if you think for one minute they scrimp on their own salaries, take a look at the size of the church you attend. These are religious conglomerates, and in most cases, worldwide conglomerates. There is no poverty inside the doors of these industries. You are owned every way you can be owned. And if this isn't slavery, I would like to know what is. It certainly is slavery. The government has made us a slave to work, a slave to taxes, a slave to landlords, a slave to welfare, and a slave to government assistance. And the medical and science industries have made us a slave to unsafe medications and inferior health care. The list goes on and on. And the whole idea of threatening the people's livelihoods during this COVID-19 pandemic was to get the people on the economy bandwagon. Get a vaccine and destroy the virus. That was the message that the government put out to the people. It's the virus that must be eliminated from the world, not the human activity that caused the virus in the first place. Because human activity feeds the toxic economy, and the toxic economy feeds the people's livelihoods, as long as the economy goes back to a familiar normal, the people's livelihoods will be secured. Unfortunately, now that the people are accustomed to an inferior economy, they are all agreeing with this destructive advice that the government is doling out. And so they've convinced themselves that saving the economy is the best thing for the entire world and for the good of all people. If people really believe that, they better have a new planet to live on and a fleet of ships to take their businesses with them. For they will soon have a dead planet that will no longer sustain them. And if you don't take care of the planet you're on, you have no life. Never mind a livelihood. There is no livelihood if you're dead. Unfortunately, people have been digging their own graves since the first time they killed with their man-made weapons. Everything that we are hearing about COVID-19 is bringing human inequity into perspective. And the government's goal in all of this is to unite the people in a campaign that benefits the well-being of the economy rather than benefiting the well-being of the planet and every life form upon her. I wanted to do this podcast because I truly believe if people had a better understanding of the COVID facts, they would actually see that the entire virus was brought on by human activity, including human profit and gain. 
knowing that this pandemic could have been easily avoided through better human stewardship. What did you think when you first heard about COVID-19 and how did you feel when it became a worldwide pandemic that closed down our own state? When I first heard of COVID-19, I felt very bad energy vibrations. Jesus told me I was feeling hostile energy generated from the hostile thinking patterns of the human species that has taken over and invaded most human minds. Jesus explained to me that the human thinking pattern is not a natural thought pattern. The human thinking pattern is the unnatural thinking pattern of the leaders of the economic world of men. Where most men and women believe their governments lead, the truth is all governments are members of a network that combines all the owners of all the leading industries that run the human economy with all law enforcement bodies, all bodies of government, all bodies of medicine, all bodies of science, and all bodies of technology. Even the media, entertainment, and religious industries are a part of the network that runs the economy. All of these industries hold the wealth of the human world's economy and all serve that economic network. They do not serve the consumer. The consumer is the puppet that serves the chain of wealth that they command. When I focus on this unnatural energy, it is the same hostile energy that I sense in the COVID plague. I know the human economic network is responsible for the toxic conditions of the planet, and these toxic conditions have led to the COVID plague. Jesus explains that this is the beginning of the end. This is the Armageddon disaster that has been prophesied. And if you follow the toxic trail back in time, you'll see all toxins are a human invention. It was human toxic thinking that invented them, for only a toxic mind would even think to invent a toxin. The responsible parties do not want to be called out. They do not want to face their own guilt. They are too wrapped up in their own illusions of their great wealth. The imagination is a very strong aphrodisiac in men that hold no intelligence. Intelligence would be able to navigate the imagination and conform it to balanced stability, logic, and reason. Intelligence would be able to balance the imagination so it was rational. But as man does not utilize intelligence, his imagination is rogue and running wild with delirium. Man believes his money and his imagination will save him from a toxic fate. If he were rational, he would see that while he lives in a flesh body, the flesh body's fate is his fate. And the flesh body is toxic due to the toxins it has been ingesting through every orifice in his body since he was a growing fetus inside his mother's toxic womb. In truth, as toxins are not fully eliminated from the body, these poisons adhere to the walls of cells. They adhere to tissue lining. Only some are passed in the body's secretions. The rest are stored because the natural body's chemistry cannot process these unnatural poisons. Of the toxins that are secreted, some wind up in the sperm of men and in the egg of women. So every fetus has these toxins written into their DNA. And this is the reason for all pre-existing conditions, 
and diseases in infants, children, teenagers, and adults. The toxic environment has been upheld by the governments of the world since the days of the first ancient industries. This is how far back genetic diseases go. And among the genetic diseases of all the plagues that have been invented by the toxic industries that man invented. You can't really blame the government for this. There is no one that is sane. Anytime a government makes plans to kill, that government is showing the instability of the minds in power. The only true power a mind has is in the stability of intelligence. A stable, intelligent mind is calm. A stable mind sees no reason to kill. But stability is only found in intelligence. As wars and pollution have always permeated man's history, so man's past is full of insanity. The human species has never recovered from insanity. A government makes plans to kill when it launches an attack on another country or when it launches an attack against a segment of its own population of citizens or when it negligently upholds a toxic economy. A government also makes plans to kill when it issues a license to kill to sportsmen, whether for pleasure, for entertainment, or for economic profit. Even if the government masks their law that gives citizens the right to kill, and they cover up the killing with propaganda, an intelligent mind would not kill, and an intelligent mind would not be deceptive, so the government that issues a license to kill and the government that issues a license to kill under any deceptive excuse is showing the instability of the minds in power. Intelligence is stable. Only insanity is unstable. In the same way, a government that endorses and promotes a toxic economy is promoting the death of the environment and the ecological systems of the planet that give life to all people and all natural organic life forms. If the living environment dies, so do the people. Yet, the government promotes toxicity, not health. This is not sane. Toxins kill, and toxic industries cause toxic death to all life. All the diseases you know are caused by toxins. They are not natural diseases. Each child of each generation of humans is a living time bomb of toxicity. And... When that toxic time bomb goes off, that child will learn of the disease it carries, whether it learns the ghastly truth as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, or as an elderly person. Just because your doctors do not tell you this does not mean it's not true, because the medical industry is one of the industries that run the economy. They are regulated by the government to adjust all of their knowledge to allow from an increased measure of toxicity in the body every year when they are reading lab tests. What this means is all of your symptoms of toxemia are now natural and normal according to the toxic environment that you live in. Anyone in the medical profession knows this is true. Further. Every year a new criteria is set on how toxic a human body can be, so doctors expect toxic symptoms to show, and they do not say anything about these symptoms, because these symptoms are now the new normal. But you must remember, these things may be man's ideas of normal, 
but they are not nature's idea of natural health. The medical industry normalizes bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, acid indigestion, acid reflux, gastrointestinal diseases, cancers, autoimmune diseases, all organ diseases, even diseases and conditions of the brain and lymphatic system. All of these things are considered normal in accordance with a toxic environment. Even birth defects are considered normal by the medical industry. The list goes on and on and agencies crop up to fight for cures through funding. This is another industry that runs the economy. The medical industry brushes every one of these things under the carpet because there are antacids to take and anti-gas pills, there are colonoscopies and surgeries and radiation. The medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and the science industry make money off treating you for toxemia. So in effect, toxemia is big business. If man does not take steps to raise his mind to sanity, which is to raise his mind to intelligence, man's insanity will destroy the world and the conditions on earth already prove that destruction has always been underway. You don't have to be a deep thinker to know that you're 100% right about the toxins and the practices of the medical industry. For in order to keep up with the toxins in the world, the medical industry would have to redefine and adjust the perimeters of what equals normal human and non-human health. The standards for what was healthy for the body decades and centuries ago are not the same standards that exist today. When you really research the medical industry's practices, they are no different than all other business practices because all human businesses and industries are set up for the sole purpose of the industry owners, profit and gain, and not for the health and well-being of the general public, and certainly not for the health and well-being of the planet and all non-human life forms. There is no moral integrity in the business world. Humans even made certain that they revised the medical Hippocratic Oath to benefit human beings and human beings alone. Just listen to part of this historic creed. I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to all my fellow human beings. These doctors aren't required to say, I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to the planet and all human and non-human life forms upon her. Once again, the planet and non-human life forms are excluded. Jesus explains this abnormal thinking in his teachings. He tells us that the human mind is only focused on itself. It lives in a human delirium. It doesn't see a planet. It doesn't see anything but its own reflection in the mirror. This is how unbalanced the mind is. Intelligence sees the truth, but the unbalanced mind only has its own conjured delusions to go by. That's exactly true. Human beings only have regard and responsibility to themselves 
And this is another reason why COVID-19 exists in the first place. Humans actually only have regard for themselves. They really have no regard for other humans. When you think of the collective, the industry owners that keep this going, the COVID-19, each one only thinks of himself, but each one is also invested in the other because all you have to do is look at the stock market. You do not become wealthy investing in one company. You diversify your portfolio by investing in all the billion dollar companies that pollute the planet and cause the plagues and diseases that we are afflicted with. It's true. The health and well-being of both human and non-human life forms is not important to any of these profitable industries or their owners, and this includes the medical industry. Money is the only important thing in human society, for money rules the day. <clears throat> Just look at how many medical doctors, veterinarians, and dentists turn both human and non-human life forms away from medical treatment and care, all because of financial hardship. The science industry is the same. The Food and Drug Administration is part of the science industry. The Food and Drug Administration regulates all foods, vaccines, and medications. Before each new product can be sold on the open market, it must undergo rigorous reviews and laboratory tests, clinical and manufacturing tests. They do this for the data in order to ensure the safety, effectiveness, and quality of these products before the products start earning a profit and gain in the food and drug industries. But when they are regulating these things, they're regulating them, accounting for them to be toxic. Exactly. Exactly. Every single dangerous, deadly, high, and low-risk food and drug product that was approved of by the FDA is now being sold for profit and gain, even though there are warnings on the label. This means for human profit and gain, these products are tested just enough in order that they eke by the minimum standards of what the government considers safe enough to be passable. Not safe enough to assure that, that the public will be protected from any danger and risk of being exposed to harm, loss, disease, and death. Concerning the medical profession, let's look at the Hippocratic Oath one more time. The Hippocratic Oath is an oath of medical ethics. This oath has been historically taken by physicians for centuries, and each time that it has been taken, doctors must swear to uphold specific ethical medical industry standards. So now, let's review a very important part of what this oath states. With regard to healing the sick, I will devise and order for them the best diet according to my judgment and means, and I will take care that they suffer no hurt or damage, nor shall I administer poison to anyone further. I will use my knowledge in a godly manner 
and I will willingly refrain from doing any injury or wrong, and I will refrain from falsehood as I prevent disease whenever I can, for prevention is preferable to cure. May I always act so as to preserve the finest traditions of my calling, and may I long experience the joy of healing all those who seek my help. Now, I know the the wording is convoluted. They say one thing and mean another, but actually the wording is very specific. I will devise and order for them the best diet according to my judgment. Well, your judgment is part of your opinion. It's not truthful. Only if you're intelligent is judgment correct and true. Exactly. So right you, you there, have he, to, right, he but, says, he, it tells you right out he's not going to be judging your favor. Right. He's he, judging in his own favor. He's judging in his own favor. And mm -hmm. it also says that he does not, literally, he does not have to take in consideration your health problems. But that's what I was going to get to. And the next line is, and I will take care that they suffer no hurt or damage. And he means I will take care that they suffer no hurt or damage in my opinion. I don't care about the patient's opinion. All I care about is my opinion. Right, in his opinion, that was the best thing for them, what he said. Right, nor shall I administer any poison. In my opinion, he doesn't consider the toxins that are in the air and water and soil. Right. He doesn't consider these things poison. They're good for you. No, and he especially doesn't consider the toxins and the medications he's administering. I will willingly refrain from doing any injury or wrong from falsehood because I believe everything I'm doing is true. I live in a delusion. This is another thing. That, see, that's right, it's right there. You can see it. The wording says one thing, but the, what it means is the other. As I prevent disease whenever I can. That's very carefully worded. I'll prevent disease whenever I can. I can't prevent it now. I have to sell you this drug because I'm getting a kickback for doing so. Right, you know? right. I can't tell you that you're toxic because right. I am obligated to send you to surgery instead. Right. Because I'll right. get a kickback from the surgery. And don't forget, I, right. I can't prevent disease right now because you can't afford to pay for the cure. Don't forget that one. That's a huge one. But there one. isn't a cure. You can't afford to pay for the toxin. So now that the world has left you toxic, I'm going to ignore your toxin disease. Exactly. Right. That's actually what that says. May I always act so as to preserve the finest traditions of my calling, which there aren't any fine traditions. What there are is man's ideas of what is fine. Well, what they and, have is minimum standards. And Right. And as man has minimum standards and man does not think with intelligence, well, you've just lost the battle right there. Only intelligence has fine standards. And may I long experience the joy of healing those who seek my help. They take great joy in serving themselves as they get kickbacks from the medical industry, from the pharmaceutical industry, and from the industry of science. Yeah. Now, see, I took it in this way, right? I long experienced the joy of healing those who seek my help as long as they can pay for my help. Well, that's what it also means. Either way, though, it's, it's money. It's all for my God money. Right. It's for the economy and nothing more. Today, this Hippocratic Oath has become a hypocrisy oath for those who practice medicine. 
and claim to have moral standards or beliefs. When you turn people or animals away from medical help because of finances, then you are not following this oath. Do veterinarians turn animals away? I'm sorry, I know veterinarians do, but what I mean is do veterinarians take a Hippocratic oath? I didn't know that. I don't know if they take one or not. They probably don't because they're animals and who cares about them? That's just the consensus of the um, people's opinions today. But even, you know, getting away from the animals, (laughs) they're administering poisons on a daily basis. And therefore, they also do not conform to, to, to this ethical oath. They don't conform to anything ethical, but they do conform to the economy. That's all they do. And the medical industry who serves the economy, right. who is allowing these um, toxic drugs to be passed, including and the, the vaccine. And the drug industry that serves the economy. Exactly, right. And Cons- the industry of science that serves the economy. Absolutely. Concerning COVID-19, doctors are now deciding who is worthy enough to receive a chance to live or die. In one case, a Boston hospital refused a heart transplant from a man who wouldn't get vaccinated. In another case that made news headlines, a Florida doctor said she won't treat unvaccinated patients then an Alabama doctor came on and pledged to stop treating unvaccinated patients. A Vermont doctor refused to treat unvaccinated patients. Well, these people aren't intelligent, so they wouldn't make good doctors anyway. Well, no, they don't make good doctors. But, I mean, the, these, they, they, this oath, you know, this oath means nothing. Instead of standing up and making, taking a stand against the toxins that are causing the plague... You know, instead, they turn away the people who are not only afraid of the plague, but they're afraid of the vaccine. I mean, both things are toxic. Well, of course they are. The medical people of the world are at their wit's end, but they are unable to cope with the growing numbers of human beings who are being inflicted by these man-made ailments, diseases, drug side effects, poisons, toxins, and viruses. And to make matters worse, no one is even addressing the fact that the very same destructive human activities that keep the economy running is also the very cause of this COVID-19 virus, climate change, global warming, the bubonic plague, chlorea, bovine, spongiform, swine flu, the Avon flu, the seasonal influenza, SARS, and this is something I just heard, monkeypox. Monkeypox is a virus that occurred in North America that was caused by human activity. The COVID virus is not an isolated incident where humans made their first medical science a biological mistake. This is a reoccurring factor in the science and medical profession. It's actually a reoccurring factor in human history. It is. When um, you spoke of the beginning a a while back when you were talking, I thought about how every single human being is taught to follow and believe in the traditional human way of thinking that was handed down from every previous human generation before them. From the beginning of every human life, human beings are taught how to think, 
act and behave according to the moral mores of the times. Which are not moral. They're only moral. They're not moral. Right, right. right. And, and, that, yeah. and that means, that's not just um, human children, but that means these, these cures, these drugs, everything is being handed down right from the beginning. Every single present human perception and opinion was literally programmed into the human mind according to the beliefs of that person's parents, teachers, doctors, peers, and their clergy belief system. Very few human beings outgrow their childhood programming and replace it with their own individual updated beliefs, especially if they're following the beliefs of some human industry. They automatically will follow the industry's beliefs, even if, even if they know that these industry um, beliefs are wrong and causing harm. No matter how you look at it, the beginning of a human being's lifespan is what molds all of that human being's actions and behavior all through their adult lives. And this is, of course, reminding me of the Bible's part in um, all of this human programming. The Bible is the only book in human history that human beings all over the world took literally to heart for the majority of human beings on this planet, use the Bible to dictate what moral human behavior and conduct should be according to man's perception of God. Whenever I bring up the Bible's great influence in the human society, I always bring up Genesis 1.29. For if the human race only used the diet of Genesis 1.29 to morally run the human world, I don't think there would be any COVID-19, global warming, or climate change. And there certainly wouldn't be any animal industries. Change is necessary in this world. And changing the animal industries over to vegan non-animal industries reduces greenhouse gases and energy consumption. And it also conserves water and stabilizes the oceans. It protects the soil, rainforests, lands, and waterways, and it preserves non-human life form habitats, so there is no more species extinction. So although it is not a 100% solution to the global climate problem, it is a better, more sustainable, and environmentally friendly solution to healing the planet and the entire web of existence. First of all, you have to have an intelligent mind. An intelligent mind cannot be programmed. So just the fact that they are programmed means they don't have intelligence in the first place. Right. See, intelligence sees. Intelligence is what makes you aware in the first place. And it's awareness that people run away from. They don't want to be aware. They don't want to know what's really going on. They want to make it up in their minds. And right. then they want to believe that they're living their own personal reality. But it doesn't work that way. They want it to, and they'll fight to say that it is working that way and everything's working out great, but eventually something's going to happen to their body. It's going to be because they're made of flesh, and it's also going to be because the world's toxic. And then they're going to have to deal with the repercussions of the truth. Well, of course. The human practices of all industries, especially the animal industry, are ultimately destroying the world. 
the government isn't pushing these vaccines to end the pandemic. They are pushing these vaccines so new pandemics can arise from the same old inferior human activity that causes all viruses, plagues, pandemics, and environmental destruction. They want more, and this is why they never change the pattern of their thinking, and they also never change the pattern of the human activity. Well, that they, well, they try to protect the economy. That's what's really important. And so they want um, people to continue buying. Now, it's actually an oxymoron because the plague kills consumers. The vaccine, when you get a breakthrough case, kills consumers. When the consumer has side effects from the vaccine that are debilitating, which many do regardless of whether people want to believe it or not, then that consumer is now impaired. And even though the impairment may bring in money for the medical industry, it's not the same thing. If fear is going to drive the people, it's going to affect the economy. They can't calm the fears of the people because they can't stop the toxic industries. If they do, they lose their toxic economy. It never occurs to them to say, hey, what if we stop the production of this and stop the production of that? Meaning, what if we stop the production of toxins but start the production of something that's going to save the environment? That never occurs to them. That's not worth their time because it's going to cost money to even set that up. And they don't want to spend money. They don't want to invest money in health. They want to keep the money flowing that promotes death and disease. That's what they want. That's exciting to them. Right. It's true. And it's bringing me back to the Bible again. Because uh, when you think of uh, the Bible and Genesis... All right, when God told men to eat just plants and nothing more, literally, literally, he was telling them, you know, do not create animal industries. Do you know in the Bible, there are also passages where they, men, are told to wear linens, heal with plants, be caretakers, stewards, and shepherds to the earth. This Bible actually teaches, I know you don't care for the Bible, but if you read the Bible, the Bible literally teaches man to do the opposite of everything that man's doing today in order to save the planet. But people don't care about that. They look for what they like, and what they like is God had wrath, so do they. God said destroy. They want to destroy. See, that's what they look at. But God didn't have wrath. Man had wrath, and they gave their wrath over to God. It's in the Bible. But man Whoever was living at that time wrote it in the Bible, and all those that wanted justification for killing grabbed it, loved it. They taught it to their children. Their children taught it to their children, and on and on down through the generations. Right, and that's why it's stuck. That's, that's called human Tradition. It's, it's also a, called human programming. Right. It's it's a it's bad human programming and it's bad human tradition. Um, the the Bible is a a book that actually presented a philosophy and a way of living that would help the environment, and yet man ignored it. 
they ignored that part of the Bible. Well, why? Who do they serve themselves? Right, exactly. Why do they care about the environment? Don't They don't. Remember what Jesus taught. Nothing exists but them. They're looking in the mirror all the time. There is no environment. There's only me. Me, I'm it. Right. I'm everything. Exactly. I am my air. I am my water. I am the land. I am my food. I'm me. And all I, all I am is me. There's nothing else on this planet but me. It's true. It's true. Literally, all right, literally, what was being promoted by God in the Bible was the development and use of animal-free alternatives for the benefit of the world. And that means the entire environment. That includes animals and, and every single life form. That book really had the philosophy of a vegan. What you speak of is an intelligent system of mental evolution that is growing in intelligence all the time. Intelligence is wholesome and balanced. If there is no intelligence in a species, that species is not civilized. Jesus tells me the Bible was intended to be a mental practice for refined thinking and this is the reason why all human actions were documented and categorized into what should and should not be done. The benefit of morality is not a benefit for the flesh body, it is a benefit for the mind. Morality improves the mind. It improves the mind by balancing the mind. The balanced mind becomes unbalanced when thinking and behavior are unbalanced. And the mind cannot remain balanced while the mind is thinking of killing. Nor can the mind remain balanced while the body is acting out the impulse to kill. Morality and sanity go hand in hand. For morality is a property of the balanced mind, where immorality is the product of an unbalanced mind. Man may justify killing, but this is his opinion in the matter. And man does not speak for the welfare of his mind. He speaks only for the pleasure he feels when he plans to kill, and when he engages in killing. And the fact that he considers these things pleasurable proves the killing mind is unbalanced. Man can invent any deceptive excuse he likes. It does not change the fact. In truth, to invent a lie is to also reveal that the mind is unbalanced. To repeat a lie and defend a lie reveals the mind is unbalanced. A balanced mind is calm. There is no reason to lie. Only a guilty mind looks to conceal its responsibility. I know. Concealment is the sign of an unbalanced mind. A balanced mind pursues balanced thinking, which is intelligent thinking. A balanced mind would not invent unbalanced thoughts, nor would a balanced mind follow an unbalanced mind. The violent programming in the human species stems back through generations of human ancestry. Your parents were programmed by their parents, who were programmed by their parents, who were programmed by their parents. On and on, human programming stretches throughout the annals of human packs and herds, and this programming only changed according to the industry masters that added additional programming to the old rhetorical programming. This programming was invented by the men that wanted to rape the earth of natural materials 
in order to sell these materials to other humans as food and materials. This was the beginning of the human economy, as man developed industries that would mass-produce surplus materials. The early beginnings of that human rhetoric were prevalent in the time of Jesus Christ. He grew up with this programming. He lived his life exposed to this programming, and he witnessed the results of this programming. His father was a part of this programming. His father was a businessman. His father's friends were also businessmen, and they were a part of this programming, and they also believed in this programming. Jesus tells me that it was his father's friends that encouraged him to go into ministry work because they were impressed with his knowledge of the ancient texts. What he learned after his death that he did not know at the time was that his father's friends saw his ministry as a profitable enterprise if it was handled correctly and they wanted to see his enterprise in action. So they changed his name to Jesus Christ and they changed the details of his birth and they encouraged him to preach for a living. And the same people that encouraged him to go into ministry work were the same people that conspired to hand him over to the Pharisees, knowing that his execution would be the sensationalism they needed that would influence the public to worship Christ's memory. These businessmen then took advantage of Christ's execution and they started the roots of the Christian religious industry. Jesus himself spoke out against the programming of businessmen. But rather than focus on the programming of the mind, he tried to raise the programmed mind out of its human programming by introducing thoughts that were aligned to the holiness and divinity of God. But the lower human mind was so disabled by human rhetoric, it did not understand higher thoughts and concepts of holiness and divinity were misunderstood. Homeliness and divinity were interpreted to be moral excellence, and moral excellence was also misunderstood. As man was corrupt in his thinking, he had no good mind to think with, so he had no source of clarity and insight within his own mind unless there was an individual with a higher thought to share that shined a light. These individuals have also been recorded in human history, and most, if not all, were murdered in order for the master's programming to remain in control of the human masses. The irony of killing off the voice of intelligence is that while on the one hand the masters plotted to kill the individual with intelligence and hired assassins to carry out the killing, their other hand plotted to raise and honor that individual in order to make that individual a figurehead of another industry, just as they did with Christ. Religion today has been made into an industry, and as the industry does nothing to emulate Christ, the industry does nothing to encourage the masters to stop pollution. Those that love Jesus love him for what they think he stands for according to their own interpretation, but they do not speak with his mind, nor do they know his mind. And, in truth, they don't care to know him. The illusion is what they are after. The churches want to survive so they obey the industry masters and keep their mouths shut so their board of directors can reap the economic gain. I tell you all these things because Christ commands it. Christ wants the human mind exposed for its thinking, not to tell humans that they must not think the way they choose, but to alert humans to the convoluted thoughts they're holding on to. 
Only intelligence is clear, concise, stable, balanced, logical, rational, reasonable, sound, and sane. Only intelligence is whole. Whole intelligence considers the whole, not itself. The human species makes itself the most destructive species on the planet. Humans do not sustain anything. They make war with everything. They wage war against their creator and against all natural life forms that God created. Any warring species is without intelligence and sanity. Their armory is only full of weaponry and the insanity to use that weaponry and relish in the destruction it causes. The end is the beginning. Intelligence survives and it evolves. The proof is in the teachings of Christ that are still being delivered to those ascended masters that actually speak with him. The mind of Christ did not perish with his body. Unfortunately, intelligence did not survive in the entirety of the human species. Destructive human programming replaces natural intelligence in the human species. And without natural intelligence, humans lose their potential for all the gifts of intelligence, including a sane, balanced mind. The human race doesn't understand that eternal life is the eternal life of the mind, not the internal life of the physical body. If people understood this, they would take better care of their minds and appreciate sanity over insanity. When you spoke about Christ's life and then his death, all I thought of was the eternal mind because Jesus lived on and he is now speaking to us and many others through his eternal mind. And people don't even realize that. It's quite obvious that human beings are more interested in sounding intelligent than they are interested in saying something that holds the truth, true intelligence, and substance. People fight so hard to protect their insanity rather than their intelligence that they play the blame game in order to look clever and smart. The blame game is exactly what is going on between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated because someone has to be responsible for this whole COVID thing, the human race as a whole never could be the culprits. And so they need to blame somebody and make them the culprits. Who brought this virus into the world? No human being alive wants to admit their personal contribution to this COVID world that we're living in today. Because people enjoy their past programmings, the new human motto is get vaccinated so we can enjoy life again and get back to our familiar normal routines. But what was normal before COVID-19? And what kind of life did these people live before they had this COVID vaccine? People enjoy the life they imagine. If they are fortunate or lucky enough to have their physical circumstances support their imagined lifestyle, then both reality and fantasy will seemingly meet. The imagination is an aphrodisiac for the mind. The mind believes it lives its imagination until something shocks it out of its dream state. This shock could come from an injury or illness of the body or from stress. The quality of the mind will determine how well the mind recovers from the shock that separated it from its own illusion. The mind that is without intelligence is also a mind without balance. This mind will fight against change. 
it will be belligerent, hostile, violent, and chaotic toward any change. This mind is a prime receiver of propaganda because propaganda builds a false world and promotes that false world in a continuous endless stream of commercials that play over every radio station, every television station, and every satellite station. This propaganda is written into every script, every show, and every movie. It is on billboards, in magazines, and flyers. It is on the internet and a part of every product's label or promotional materials. Propaganda leads the people of the earth, so they will support the toxic industries that produce the toxic products featured in the propaganda. Propaganda leads the people to believe in the fantasy of the good life that comes from service to a toxic world. This propaganda is woven into the fantasy world of the mind that believes it lives in a fantasy world. What we are seeing now during the COVID pandemic is governments and medical industries are drawing a division between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, and people are responding violently to mask mandates, and they are causing altercations with masked people, while others are using the media to try and inspire a civil war against the unvaccinated. In all of these emotional displays, we are witness to the unbalanced human mind and how the unbalanced human mind cannot cope with information that is contrary to its own illusions of the world. Where people are responding with dissension, violence, and persecution, these minds are unable to cope because they feel their fantasy of the world is being taken away. Where the government and medical professions are drawing a division, these minds are unable to cope because they fear they will lose their illusions of power over others. All human professions hold power over the people that seek their help or their advice. This is how the professional people make their money. If their authority is questioned, then their seat of power is threatened and their livelihood is threatened. There is no intelligence in these minds because all of these minds hold only the rhetorical information they have memorized that pertains to their jobs and their emotional attachments to their jobs. In the case of COVID, the mask mandates infuriate the mind that wants to get back to its elusive ideas of the world. In the furious mind of the person that is at war against the unvaccinated and the person that wears a face mask, this person does not want to see anything that does not fit his illusion of his own world. In this person's illusion, he doesn't wear a mask. And this person does not want to be reminded that anyone else wears a mask either. For if someone is in a mask, it is a reminder of the reality that the unbalanced mind just cannot face. I would say all of these people need psychiatric help, but as the mental health industry is keeping silent, it shows they are in bed with the government and the toxic economy. Otherwise, intelligence would lead, and all health industries would be demanding a cessation of all toxic production and a cessation of all toxic human activities. As a matter of fact, the WHO should be demanding a cessation of all toxic industries as they represent the World Health Organization, but even they are in bed with all the governments that are in bed with all the toxic industries. The plot to destroy the world by destroying all signs of natural intelligence and natural organic health runs deeper than the world's human sewers, and the stench is just as bad. Well, you have to admit, literally, if they had intelligence, another thing that they would ask for is to end this chaos between the vaccinated and unvaccinated. 
because it's getting a little bit out of hand. Well, what I suspect is that the plot behind the plot to keep toxic industries running is to thin the herd, the human herd. They know the plague isn't going to thin the human herd enough, so they're pushing for a civil war to do the rest. You're not the only person who thinks that. I heard others say that very same thing. I'm not surprised. Don't forget, man's history is full of pollution and war. The unbalanced mind craves both realities. The poisoned Sunday is no good without the bloody cherry on top. That was a very good analogy. And getting back to the question, what was normal before COVID-19? What you're saying is people don't want to analyze their own personal version of normality because they want to believe all is good and right with the world. People want this pandemic to end so they can get back to their lives the way they were when they could contribute to suffering, death, hardship, pain, terrorism, torture, torment, and illness. Intelligence leads to awareness. Without intelligence, there is no awareness. These people can't make choices because they don't have intelligence. They're chaotic minds. Chaotic minds don't make choices. Chaotic minds stumble around following programming. There's a difference. Well, I believe that's true. But these people literally want to get back to chaos. They want to get back to their chaos, only they don't want to wear masks and they don't want to have to be bothered getting vaccines. These people who are searching for normality want to preserve all of the animal industries that cause pollution, global warming, climate change, plagues, viruses, pandemics, and deadly and inferior medications and substandard health care. Well, again, you have to understand the chaotic mind is unbalanced. It is positively, absolutely uncomfortable to be in chaos all the time. So in their delusion, they're comfortable. That's why it's so important for their delusion to be maintained. So when anything on the outside world reminds them that the outside world isn't following their delusion, all that chaos comes forward. And the mask is uncomfortable, so they don't like the mask. Getting all these COVID vaccines is uncomfortable. So they really don't want the vaccines. They really just want the COVID crisis to end, which, of course, it's not going to end because they keep contributing to what caused it in the first place and now more new variants uh, literally becoming their new normality. To these people, their contributions to pain, suffering, hardship, death, terrorism, torture, enslavement, inequity, inequality, injustice, illness, torment, and plagues, and so on and so forth, is normal to them. That is their normality. And that means life is the exact same as it was before COVID-19. Their normality is what brought COVID-19 into the world. And now 
that COVID-19 is taking over the world, they feel inconvenienced because they do have to wear masks, because they do have to get vaccinated. But once again, their normality never changed. Their normality is the same as it was before COVID. Their normality is the same during COVID. And their normality will be the same if COVID ever goes into submission. People have to realize they're paying attention to the wrong things. And the wrong things are getting too much attention, such as the so-called powers of this COVID vaccine, which in truth has no power at all. Even the scientific facts say this vaccine cannot stop the spread, nor can it stop the variants. So when people say this vaccine gives a person super immunity, that isn't true. There will always be a variant that can stop that super immunity and be resistant to that super immunity. People who are deluded by this super immunity theory are going out maskless and infecting more and more people. And then when they spread the virus to others, they become equal to the unvaccinated person whom they oppose. I think people want to go back to a time when they were innocent, you know, their mothers took them to the doctors, they got their shots, she bought them ice cream, and that was the end of it. They never had to deal with their thing again. And that's probably why they like the idea of super immunity, because it's Superman. You know, they're like superheroes. The CDC tells us that vaccinated people with vaccine breakthrough infections spread COVID-19 to others the exact same as the unvaccinated person. This is a scientific fact supported by evidence. Although the government is encouraging people to place the blame of this COVID virus spread on the unvaccinated. Scientists say that the COVID vaccine is not a spread stopper. And now there is new evidence that says that tests show no significant difference in COVID virus loads between vaccinated and unvaccinated people who tested positive for COVID. And there was no significant difference between infected people with or without symptoms. Looking at the blame game for what it truly is, the vaccinated have created a situation in which one party blames another party for something bad and unfortunate rather than admitting that their own vaccine campaign has serious flaws and imperfections. Even with herd immunity, the vaccines won't stop the COVID spread and transmission, and therefore scientists are contemplating a new normal where the COVID-19 and all these variants are actually now just a normal part of life. Again, we go back to the medical research and what you were talking about, the medical industry. They'll just adjust. Yeah, they'll normalize yeah. it. They'll normalize. They'll, mm -hmm. they'll adjust mm -hmm. what's happening to the body and make that be the new norm. Herd immunity is only relevant if we have 
a transmission blocking vaccine. Now, this was said by a scientist, Shweta Banzel, who is a biologist at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. Vaccinations won't stop the rise of resistant variants, but variants are always mutating to adapt to new surroundings. A decrease in transmission of the virus means fewer opportunities for the virus to mutate, which can help prevent the emergences of any other variants. But vaccines cannot stop variants. This is another scientific fact. Viruses reproduce and spread naturally and no vaccination can stop or alter this natural occurrence. This is why existing vaccines may actually be losing efficiency against variants. Unfortunately, the government is not talking about this. The more a virus circulates in a population of people, the more it can change. All viruses mutate as they encounter a new environment. And that means when a vaccinated person's body creates a new resistant environment for the virus, the vaccinated body can trigger that virus to reproduce new variants that will conquer the highly resistant immune system of the person who is vaccinated. This is logic and common sense. Once again, this is why existing vaccines may be losing efficiency against these variants. Knowing that viruses are always mutating to adapt to their new surroundings, just what is the impact of these vaccinations on these new variants and the virus itself? Are the unvaccinated really the main cause of these emerging variants? Or is this man-made super immunity vaccine the actual culprit? Now, people, of course, are going to tell you, no, it's the unvaccinated. Evidence in science already tells us that variants may emerge because people are immune to the older versions of the virus. These breakthrough cases aren't just the COVID virus breaking through the vaccine. They are also the variants breaking through the vaccine. Knowing that vaccinations don't stop the spread of the virus, nor do they stop the rise of resistant variants from forming in vaccinated humans, it seems like the vaccinated players of this blame game have a lot of unanswered questions to address. The blame game is a part of the corrupt mind's defense. The corrupt mind has no stability, so it cannot accept exposure. Exposure means the corrupt mind might, must face that it is corrupt. It must face its guilt. But the shame is too overwhelming. The balanced mind can realize its mistakes and make restitutions. The corrupt mind must blame others. It must use diversion and subterfuge to try and throw intelligence off the track of truth. The corrupt mind must invent the lie that seems like redemption. 
but the corrupt mind has no intelligent materials to invent plausible, sound, sane reasoning to support its insane actions. All of the corrupt mind's thoughts are irrelevant and void of common sense. What can the corrupt mind use to forge an alibi or response that redeems it from guilt? The corrupt mind's arsenal is empty of intelligent answers. It has nothing to fight with, so it produces nothing but errors. Errors in thinking, errors in judgments, errors in decision-making, and errors in forming a logical, rational, reasonably intelligent defense. The innocent child will run to its mother for protection. But where can the mind go that only holds a corrupt programming? That only holds corrupt programming. The programming stems back so far. The origins are lost to it. It can't return to the source it came from. There is no cover. More lies must be formulated. Subterfuge, deception, and diversionary tactics must be employed. This is how the corrupt, unstable mind responds when it is called out. The corrupt, unstable mind is what makes errors. And man makes many errors in life. Because man chooses to deliberately ignore all of the obvious, deadly, and destructive outcomes and consequences of their human activity in favor of fulfilling their greed and self-serving desire for profit and gain. I want to talk a little bit about China. If you take China, for instance, although everyone is blaming China for this COVID-19 virus, again, the blame game, COVID is not the fault of just one country, one person in a laboratory, or one meat market in the world. COVID is the fault of the collective human population. Human beings have made it popular to do things that create viruses. Let's review the facts that are supported by concrete evidence, not unfounded theories. What caused COVID-19? The answer is human activity caused COVID-19. What is human activity? Human activity is the human actions inside every single human society, human business, human industry, human organization, human government, and human household. Science, medicine, food, and all human products, laws, and education are all a part of human activities. All countries are using human activity when they interfere in nature by inventing man-made products and inventions that destroy the world. China is not the only country that mistreats and destroys nature and natural life forms for human profit and gain. And China is also not the only country experimenting with toxic, unstable chemicals and diseases for human profit and gain. Every single country, including China, enslaves, incarcerates, eats, and misuses non-human life forms for research, profit, food, products, sports, and entertainment. 
and this is the very human activities that caused COVID-19. The worldwide human science and medical industry that creates medications, products, and human inventions that cause disease, mutations, deformities, and death on a worldwide scale and the worldwide human science industry that mutates, modifies, and experiments with live disease cultures and live DNA is also the industry that helped cause COVID-19. Jesus does not believe in man's science. Jesus believes the very first plague man invented was the plague of insanity that he infested his brethren with. Man invented insanity for himself, and then, because all of his tribesmen and women were frightened over his insanity, all bowed down to his insanity, and submitted to the idea that insanity was sanity. And this is what led to the devolution of the mind of the human species. Insanity was taught to all subsequent generations of the human population, and then insanity became the way of the human world. Science would indicate the presence of intelligence, and I personally have not seen intelligent results in man's science, his inventions, his politics, his economy, or his industries. Jesus says he tinkers with the earth's materials and he tinkers with the genetic codes of natural organic life forms, but tinkering is not science, nor is it the path to intelligent science. In order to invent science, you must first command intelligence. And you cannot command intelligence if you do not possess intelligence. And if you possess intelligence, then you command the intelligent powers of contemplation, rational thinking, logical deduction, and reasonable discernment. And you do not imagine what science is. You investigate the natural world to discover the natural science involved. When you are intelligent, you are a thinker, not a tinker. You contemplate nature. You do not destroy nature. You contemplate, ponder, and consider nature. You embrace the delicacies of nature. You follow the fury of nature, and you discern the results of nature's work. And your first attempts at natural science is to create nature. Once you realize you cannot create nature, nature is a living intelligence all its own, you have to return to the beginning. You have to start all over again, because you are dealing with something that is beyond your understanding. You are dealing with the unknown. You don't invent stupidity as a science in place of the intelligent natural science that is unknown to you. Before you invent, you must know all of the things that nature can do. And nature can only be known through the senses. Your eyes can see, your nose can smell, your ears can hear, and your fingers can touch and feel. And if you are intelligent, the moment you commit your first act of destruction in nature, you recoil in horror, not in fascination over your power. You recoil in horror that you have destroyed something that was natural. If your mind holds natural intelligence, your first thought is, my God, I can't believe I destroyed nature. The thought alone is horrifying to the intelligent mind and intelligence realizes, if I can destroy nature, then what does that make me? The logical answer is, it makes me unnatural. The intelligent mind will not be able to rationalize a non-intelligent action. 
It will not be able to reconcile that it is not intelligent, and that intelligent mind will devolve just because it committed a non-intelligent act. And this is what happened to the human species when they first destroyed nature centuries ago during the ancient beginnings of the human industrial age. Man's thinking does not operate naturally, which is why there is no intelligence in man's thinking. Man's thinking operates carnally. It is carnal thinking that makes man insane because carnal thinking is destructive and man is fascinated by destruction. Man loves to watch destruction. He loves to watch suffering and pain. And he loves to kill. He loves to watch bombs explode, cars crash, buildings burn. He loves to see fear and dread in the eyes of the animals. He loves the whimpers when the animals are caught in his traps. He loves the whines when they lie wounded from a bullet hole in their bodies after they've been shot by a hunter. He loves the suffering and he loves to mutilate their bodies and wear their hides and hang their heads as trophies. He loves to hang their horns and preserve their carcasses and trophies in taxidermy. Man loves death because his mind holds no sanity. And those that lust after the men and women that are insane have also insane themselves. For only an insane mind chooses another insane mind for a mate. Intelligence does not behave this way. If intelligence behaved this way, the planet would never have been stable enough to produce any life form that could procreate any other life form. And then, there would be no life on Earth today. Man invents destruction and he invents tools and machinery that aid in his quest to destroy all signs of intelligent creation. What life was ever born out of man's destruction? Disease? Plagues? Birth defects? Deformities, these things aren't life. They are abominations that are as contorted and twisted as the insane mind that invented them. If man were intelligent, there would never be plagues, pollution, war, discrimination, subjugation, deforestation, or the slaughter of animals by human hands or human weapons. Intelligence does not behave in this manner. Man's history and his present day of a testament to his insanity. And now that we have Armageddon of today, that all governments enforce and support, all governments are wild with desperation to cover up their complicity in the end of the world. Once again, as the guilty, non-intelligent, unbalanced mind cannot face responsibility for its insanity, it resorts to subterfuge and deflection. It starts a war to get everyone's mind off the plague. You must also see this, Mercy and feel it as an experienced psychic. I've been with you when you looked at pictures of missing people, and you know if they are dead or alive. And if they are dead, you know how they died. This is the foundation of your practice when law enforcement officials call on you for assistance with solving cold cases. I not only psychically see and feel it, I'm a witness to it every day, and in fact, everyone is a witness to it. Every time that businesses, industries, news, media, movies, television shows, people talking in public places, the government and scientists and medical professionals praise the economy and human profit above the health and well-being of all creation. I spoke about China, and now I just want to talk for a moment about Russia. Look at Russia. We are in the middle of this pandemic, and Russia wants a war with Ukraine, also they can have a better access to the Black Sea, which is an important waterway 
that links countries and hinterlands to the global economy through shipping, fishery, tourism, oil, and gas. Poisonous industries. Poisonous, all poisonous industries, yes. Because the economy equals human sustainability and human sustainability means the improvement and benefit of human capital in society. This COVID virus is only important to Russia and to the rest of the world because it is interfering with human profit and gain. Profit must go on. And that is why Russia is trying to make a war with Ukraine. As a professional debater who has never lost one single debate, I can tell you all of this misinformation concerning COVID-19 and these vaccinations can easily be debunked by simply following the money trail, which will lead you to the truth of every answer that you seek. The one thing I always ask my debating opponents before we start a debate is this. In all honesty, do you know what's truly going on in the world? Or are you just blindly following the mainstream's popular human opinions, perceptions, ideas, mores, traditions, trends, and rhetoric? The answer to this question will determine how informed a person is on the facts concerning everything, including COVID-19. People are not informed at all, and in fact, they are acting and thinking in fear, panic, and frustration, rather than acting and thinking as intelligent, rational individuals prepared to make an intellectual decision based on all of the scientific facts, not just the selected facts that are being offered to them in the mainstream media. The other day, Pope Francis came on and criticized people for spreading COVID misinformation. He said in his speech that access to accurate COVID information based on scientific data is a human right. And yet he never mentioned the fact that many aspects of the COVID-collected science are being withheld or brushed aside by the government. He also never mentioned the war that is ensuing between the vaccinated and unvaccinated, which has also been instigated by the government. In truth, the government is favoring the use of vaccines and downplaying the risk of vaccine side effects in an effort to keep all human profit and gain industries open and running as usual. The church is a profit and gain industry, for it takes money from the people, and the Vatican itself has its own city, which needs money so it can run. Like Pope Francis, who speaks for the church, the Vatican was in favor of these vaccines when it said that it was morally acceptable for Catholics to receive COVID-19 vaccines, including those that were based on research that used cells derived from aborted fetuses in an effort to keep money flowing into the church. Pope Francis has been one of the most vocal religious leaders speaking out in favor of vaccines. Pope Francis said, being vaccinated with vaccines authorized by the competent authorities is an act of love. Vaccinations are a simple 
but profound way of promoting the common good and caring for each other, especially the most vulnerable. Thanks to God and thanks to the work of many, we now have vaccines to protect us from COVID-19. Hearing Pope Francis speak, I wondered just who he meant by the most vulnerable. The most vulnerable in the world and in human society are the innocent and defenseless, such as fetuses, infants, babies, children, the sick, the disabled, the elderly, and all animals and non-human life forms. The most vulnerable are also anyone of anything that cannot protect and defend itself. And what about the common good? Who is included in the common good? Is everyone included or just a select chosen few? When the Pope spoke about the vaccines will now protect us, what about the people that the vaccines hurt? What about the side effects? Did the vaccines protect the ones who got hurt, harmed, and killed because of the side effects of these vaccines? I loved the way the word competent was used to describe the humans involved with the conception, making, and distribution of these hazardous and precarious vaccines. The word competent means the ability to do something efficiently, and the word efficiently means to be well organized in a decent, fair, suitable, and exceptional way. These scientists were indeed efficient at achieving maximum vaccine productivity with minimum wasted time and expense to the government. These scientists were also efficient at maximizing the most harm, pain, death, and suffering for the most vulnerable animals and non-human life forms that had to be tortured and killed for the research and experimentation that was involved in the production of these vaccines. Lastly, these scientists were efficient at making certain that these vaccines held great dangers, great risks, and great deadly side effects to a small percentage of the public at large. Now let's review the connotations of that last statement that I said. Because the side effects were recorded as only affecting a small percentage of the public, the government's Food and Drug Administration were allowed by the government to pass off these dangerous vaccines as safe and efficient for the use of building herd immunity for almost everyone. Those who were excluded from the safety of these vaccines were to be considered expendable, for they were deemed as sacrifices for the greater good of the economy and the greater good of those who would reap the greatest rewards and benefits from the economy. When I heard the Pope speaking of vaccines, Jesus told me, 
Sometimes when men thank God, they do it in vain. Their words have no meaning, for their minds and hearts are empty of everything but the excessively high opinions that they hold for themselves, their businesses, their industries, their organizations, their churches, and their abilities and appearances. I tell you now, thank God for what brings peace and good into the world, not what brings evil to God's life forms, waterways, and lands. God plays no part in man's destruction of the earth, and God gives no authorization to men who seek to toxify the world. Know that my words are the truth of God's intentions, and the truth will set you free from man's own corruptions and inequities. The truth of God is plain for all to see, so do not fear the truth. Do not ignore the truth, and do not deny the truth. When men try to fill your minds with human distortions of reality, all human beings have a moral obligation not to the economy and not to the lives of men, but to the planet herself and all of the life forms in creation, the very life forms that God created. Yea, human beings must also have a moral obligation to their bodies and to their minds, for the body was made to feed the soil at the end of the mortal lifespan, and the mind was made to return to the everlasting glory of eternal life, once the body no longer is capable of serving the mind. Do not pollute the body and mind with man-made toxins, for every toxin you ingest will return to the soil and pollute the very earth that you now live upon. Remember when I tell you only the body's natural healing process is morally acceptable to the Lord. Any man-made poisons are corruptions, modifications, mutations, and distortions of nature. They are not God-sent or heaven-blessed. People fall prey to man's corruptions, modifications, mutations, and distortions because men teach people that lies are truth and truth are lies. Any human being with full awareness of the truth can see through man's distorted lies and poisons. But those who cling to human profit and gain are blinded to the suffering and death that comes from human lust, greed, poisons, and human selfishness. To be naturally intelligent, all men and women must protect, defend, and stand up for all things that are truly natural, while exposing all things that are man-made and man-invented, such as inferior copies and modifications of God's own natural creations. For all of these things are distortions of reality. The plague is very distressing for everyone. Even those in denial become very upset if the plague is mentioned or if they see anyone in a mask. They don't want to face reality. They want to go back to their own daydreams of how they wish the world was. The world of their imaginations holds the only truth they believe in. I was speaking to Jesus about this. I said, it's obvious to me that intelligence does not rule the human world. I don't understand how this can be true if the Creator is intelligent. Man may choose to turn away from intelligence, but the choice to do so was granted to him 
by the intelligence that created him. Jesus replied, Intelligence does not rule the human mind. Chaos rules. When the human mind turned away from intelligence, there was no power that could balance the mind. This is what drove the mind insane. The power to choose came from the highest potential of intelligence. But the power to turn away from intelligence is not a natural gift or a natural power. This was an anomaly that man brought on through his intention to sever ties with natural life and natural intelligence. All other natural organic life kingdoms are aligned to the Creator's intelligence, so their intelligence is always natural, and they are always connected. Man is not connected. In his choice to sever ties with natural life and natural intelligence, he thrust his mind into enforced, purposeful isolation, so his mind was literally all alone, and the identity he created for himself became his only company. And as he was the sole occupant of his mind, he felt like the god of his mind. And because he held no rational or logical thinking, he also thought this meant he was the god of the external world as well. Man's mind spiraled out of control with his self-inflicted denial that spurned all of his delusions that led to his history of violence, destruction, poison, and mayhem. The potential to choose was given to man in order to empower him to choose the highest intelligent action to take that would preserve the whole of natural intelligence and all natural intelligent life forms. There was no one to foresee that man would choose to invent unnatural intelligence as his preferred mental state. Do you see? Man was on earth as the potential for the Creator's eyes and ears. All of the senses are senses of intelligence. Man was on earth with the potential to be the representative of the Creator's divine and holy mind. Divine and holy, not in the religious sense, but in the sense that the Creator's intelligence is the purest. The Creator's intelligence is not unbalanced. It is not chaotic. It is peaceful and sane. There is wholeness and completion in the Creator's intelligence. So the Creator's intelligence serves the whole preservation of all intelligent life forms. Man holds the potential to be balanced and sane. Man holds the potential to be whole and complete in balanced and sane intelligence. Man holds the potential to serve the whole preservation of all intelligent life forms. But man chooses a lower potential. Man chooses to be a force of domination, suppression, oppression, violence, and chaos that ravages the natural living intelligent environment that the intelligent creator created. Man destroys the whole, and in his choice to be chaotic and violent, so man becomes unbalanced and insane, and this is what fuels his delusions of superiority, so he does not see anything else but himself. In man's deluded mind, there is no living intelligent planet. There is no living intelligent environment. There are no living intelligent ecological systems. There is no living intelligent ozone layer. There is no living intelligent water. There is no other intelligent life kingdoms. 
and there was not even a planet. There was only man and his delusions. Intelligence cannot reach him. Intelligence cannot work with him. And as man continues to pump unnatural toxins into the living, intelligent, natural environment, he makes the natural environment unnatural. And as all life forms feed from the living, intelligent, natural environment that is now polluted and unnatural, so all life forms are now also unnatural. But man's deluded mind allows this as normal because he sees his pollution as normal. He sees his diseases bred from his pollution as normal. He even sees the plagues born of his pollution as normal. Because he makes all of these things, normal is his delusion. As he normalizes these things in his delusions, they all just fade away in his deluded perception. There is nothing organic and natural anymore. It is only man's deluded thinking that says everything is natural. But he never understood nature in the first place to know what nature was in the second place. Man's interest is only in himself and his delusional plans of the wealth and power that he derives from owning the toxic industries that run the human economy that keep him in the global 1% of the world's toxic wealth. All other men and women serve the 1% and their goals, and the government enforces the goals of the 1%, and they promote the goals of the 1% as the deluded propaganda that accounts for the deluded programming of the deluded human species. There is no intelligence in any of these things. There is only man's delusions and his false sense of power and security. I ask, but can't the Creator's balanced intelligence work with natural gravity to bring balance back to man's mind and the planet? Jesus replied, Man misuses gravity by inventing gravity thoughts that wage war against nature. Understand, all thoughts of violence are dark thoughts. These thoughts carry the weight of gravity forces. They are heavy, dark, oppressive, impulse energy waves. All of man's plans of toxemia are gravity plans. All he produces is pollution, and all of his inventions produce pollution. And this has been going on since the days of man's ancient civilizations. This toxic thinking has been passed on down through all the generations of the human species. There is no intelligence in this thinking, so there is no intelligence in the impulse waves of the mind that thinks up these thoughts. All of life is mental, and since the fall of the human race, which was the fall of the human mind, all of man's plans have been toxic, insane, and mad, which is why his species lives in delirium, each to his own delusion. When you speak to the individual, what do they say to you? Their response is always, I don't think that deeply, or they tell you, you think too deeply. This is because they don't think at all. They don't even know what thinking is. They only repeat what they are told to think by their masters. Thinking is strange to them, and you are strange for thinking. And why wouldn't you be? Thinking is an anomaly to an unintelligent species that uses delusions to get by. The world run by humans is a cesspool of delusions. And when they go to war against nature, 
or any faction of the human species. They are waging war to prove their delusion is the true delusion, which to them is reality. The deluded mind does not grasp truth to know truth. Truth is only found in intelligence. Bias is found in delusions. Subjective justification is found in delusions. The deluded mind believes its delusions are true, and this is what unbalances the mind. When nature unleashes her storms, all that live in the path of the storm know the truth of the storm. When man unleashes his delusions on the world, only those who believe in his delusions will believe his delusions are true. All others will invent their own delusions. The truth can only be known when you stand outside the madness of all delusions, and only intelligence lives outside delusions. The mind is all there is, and the deluded mind holds no quality future. The quality it believes it possesses is also a delusion. All will face the death of the flesh. All will learn the truth as they travel in redundant and rhetorical loops of their recordings and all will succumb to the deep sleep. But we will be here in the afterlife, still functioning in full intelligence, because we utilized our intelligence and never fell into deluded thinking. Intelligence is equal to what intelligence does. And no matter how you look at it, especially no matter how you look at this COVID world, people simply don't act intelligent. Well, people don't seem to act with natural intelligence. And we just ran out of time. So on our next Channeling Christ podcast, we will be continuing our discussion on this COVID world and the de-evolution of the human mind. Mercy, thank you for joining me today. It's always good to be here. I look forward to our next discussion. So do I. I'm Weaver Christ. And I'm Mercy Heavens. Peace be with you, and thank you for listening.